It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice-cold beer. Oh, yeah. Speaking of ice-cold beer, um, I love uh, the fall because I enjoy many of the beer flavors that come out in the fall, but, you know, oftentimes they start releasing the pumpkin beers in, like, August. Uh when it's 148 degrees, and I, I find that, uh, that a little disturbing sometimes. Oh, I find it disturbing that it costs $70 for a case of pumpkin. Oh, yeah, pumpkin, the southern tier, yeah. My wife loves the pumpkin beer, and she makes me buy like three cases, and then Halloween passes, and I've got like 60 pumpkin beers left, <laughs> and anyone that comes over, I'm like trying to sell them. And I would say it's probably around, you know, like April by the time I've sold all the pumpkin beers in my house. Yeah, it's always funny that the different names they come up with them. I was just, uh, just drinking a, a devious imperial pumpkin ale. Ooh. I was just, I mean, the one that my pumpkin beer is just an Oktoberfest pumpkin. Not, not nearly as cool as yours. Yeah, you're not fancy. Can I tell you my worry about Halloween this year? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, have, I have a legitimate worry. Like a real, like a fear? Well, no, 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 nothing that bad. Okay. Now, these churches have all these trunk or treats. That's, you know, I, we do. You came to our trunk or treat last year. I worried I'm not going to get invited. Oh. Have I made fun of religion enough that now <laughs> when I show up to your trunk or treat, they're going to be like, ooh, that, that, that doctor's here. Oh, see, I think it's going to be the opposite. I think, because uh, if I remember right, you were on stage last year during our Halloween uh, trunk or treat family experience night, right? Yes. And this year, um, you're coming back as the doc. Well, there's nothing better than when you're at a church and you're not super comfortable, but the deacon's up on stage and you know in about five minutes he's about to call your name and be like, hey, this random gentleman right there, do you mind coming up on stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this year, I think they're going to be thrown off when I show up dressed as a priest. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm going as? I do not. A doctor. Oh, I love it. Do you know that in Alabama, they're very good at football, but also it is illegal to dress as a priest for Halloween. I did not know. How do you know? Because it's Alabama, right? So I, there's like uh, uh, religious people on every corner down there. So how do you know who's dressing up? Like who's faking the funk? Oh, um, I asked Nick Saban. <laughs> you know what? There are some medical issues with Halloween. If you have too much black licorice, it contains a substance that decreases your potassium and increases the chances that you have an irregular heart rhythm. So there's, there's zero chance that that happens to anyone. Because who in the world <laughs> eats the black jelly beans? 
I mean, in black licorice, but uh, nobody. I mean, no. my wife does, but anisette isn't anisette like a like a like a digestif in and of itself. Like I know in the restaurant world, um, you know, we use like these these post dinner drinks or an aperitif, uh, or the digestif. Okay, like uh, ouzo, the Greek the Greek uh, the Greek alcohol, or like uh, sambuca, often with a coffee bean after dinner. You know, to help uh, to help get the digestive system going and, and di- help digest all the food you ate. On Halloween, I don't think you're going to have any problems with needing something for digestion. Do you know that Americans spent bought 90 million pounds of chocolate for Halloween? 90 million pounds of chocolate. Not only that, they reported that the average American household spent $44 on candy. There's no way that's right. No, well, I, you know what? I, I don't. Uh, disagree with that number because candy is expensive. Uh, it is. I, I don't know why it would cost $44. Go to Walmart. Things are cheap there. I don't know because we go to the, like, we try to come up into the Docks neighborhood where they be giving oh. out them full-size candy bars. <laughs> there are a lot of full-size candy King bars. King-size Kit Kat. You know what? There, there are definitely two types of people in life and we've gotten into this so like now there's like 10 types of people. But yeah. the, the regular people that get up and go to the front door when somebody rings the doorbell and the people that turn off their lights and hide in their, in their bedroom. No, no, no. See, I, I disagree though because now, so, so what we have found is really difficult is navigating the who's going to take the kids trick-or-treating while someone stays home to hand out candy. Because even though the, the deacon, right, we, we still celebrate uh, Halloween with the rest of our neighbors, because I grew up in a very conservative uh, Southern Baptist home. And I remember often there were lots of people like in my home church growing up who did not celebrate Halloween. Really? Yeah. They were like, that's the devil's night. Don't I mean, do it. Isn't it kind of a, like a, a pseudo-religious holiday? Well, I, I... It's the eve of All Saints Day. That's true. You know what I was thinking about that? So you religious people, you love your eves. You have All Hallows' Eve. Yeah. You have Christmas Eve. Yeah. Well, what happened to Easter Eve? Well, you know, there's still like, I, I don't know what happened to, there's so many Eves. I mean, you remember Eve, Eve. Oh. Oh, I, I try. <laughs> I should, <laughs> she, is, she is hard to forget. Trick or treating came about in the United States uh, first in around 1934. So what do you do? Do you stay at home and hand out candy or you take the kids trick or treating? Well, it's bad to say, uh, because I went to medical school and worked very hard, I, uh, I hire someone to hand out my candy, and my wife and I, we take the kids out trick-or-treating. Oh, that's not, that's not a bad plan. See, yeah, we it's live like getting a, a babysitter to give out candy. Okay. See, we live on a, like a, like a, like a busier street. Like a more, it's, it's more of a throughway than a neighborhood street, and the houses aren't all that close together. So we actually go up into the, one of the neighbor, neighboring uh, streets, like a cul-de-sac, and we, we turn off our light because we don't really get a lot of people walking down the street to get candy on our street. So we go into the, the neighboring communities, cul-de-sacs and whatnot, and hang out at a neighbor's house. And uh, the dads all hang. This is not a sexist thing. It's just reality. The dads hang while the moms take the kids trick-or-treating. Okay. Yeah. Build like- a fire, have a couple of beers, you know. Yeah. It is weird, though, that we celebrate just going out and knocking on people's doors and asking for candy 
And I think that you can tell, like, later in life when we're determining whether or not someone should be a president or senator, we should go back and have the, a, a bad time today. Yeah, I'm but, telling you why. But you have, randomly, the bin out with all the candy, and it says, please take one. Oh, yeah. I, we, we have uh, done that experiment. I would love to see somebody actually do a, uh, like a study and have the camera watching like what happens to the kids if it was the just take one challenge. I only took one when I was growing up. I was a rule follower when I was a young man. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I can see that. That's where you were supposed to say, I also just took one. Uh, well, you know. I, <laughs> I did not. I was also chubby as a young man, so I did not just take one. I always uh, went right to the brink. Like, if it was just take one, I'd be like, well, I could probably get away with two, right? I'm not going to say anything about two. But then I would stop there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you're religious. You can take three. But as long as you go to, like, penance, it's okay. That's right. Right? Right. Yeah, well, you know, uh, it's a little bit different. I remember being, like, eight years old, trick-or-treating. And you used to have, like, they used to take the, um, the pillowcase off. And you go around with the pillowcase. Yeah. And I was walking up. And it was like, please take one. And I walk up. And I take my one. And there was this, like, maybe, like, 18-year-old kid who had hid in the leaves and jumped out. And he scared me so bad. That's scared awesome. me. I had to go, go home and change my drawers. But I kept going. <laughs> I didn't, I, I, it didn't slow me down that long. But it did, uh, it did uh, slow me down for a second. So Halloween was dangerous. Halloween could affect your gut microbiome. <laughs> well, Halloween has this thing with, you know, like, fear, right? And I've heard that people used to dress up back in the day in costumes to scare and poke fun at Satan. What are you scared of? Um, I am not a fan of the dark. Mm. I figured your answer would be erectile dysfunction. <laughs> no, I'm not scared of that. You don't like the dark? No, I don't like the dark. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'm uh, big dogs. Big uh, dogs. When I, like, I walk by, I freeze up for a second. Not many things scare me. Yeah. But big dogs. Um, the term... Samhainophobia. Do you know what that means? Samhainophobia. Fear of Samhain. No. Fear of Halloween. Fear of Halloween. So I wonder if Samhain is some Greek word that's, that like stands for Halloween. If we were really professional, I would have that answer for you we right now, are, but that is not the We case. would already have researched that reference to source. Wrong podcast. <laughs> Phobias are when you have anxiety provoked by a particular object or situation. You know, and it's amazing. I have people with injection phobias quite a bit. An injection phobia? Yeah, they're scared of medical procedures. They're scared of giving blood. And oh. really, to be a phobia, it needs to be, like, out of proportion to, like, actually what's happening. Like, you know, if you get your leg cut off and you're scared of that, that makes sense. But this is like, hey, you're going to get a flu shot. And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of the needle. Yeah, well, that makes sense because there's actually going to be a needle. So a lot of the phobias uh, as I, are, like, uh, are not real, right? It's a, perceive, it's a phobia of a fear that may not, of something that may not ever happen. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the ones that I see as a doctor are driving phobias. A lot of people are scared to drive. Okay. I'm scared to drive um, with, uh, when I see certain people on the road. I have a, um, uh, an elderly phobia, elderly driver mm. phobia. I don't know what you call that. We should find out. I don't know. I think, yes. That's a very difficult situation because people come in with these driver's forms. 
Yeah. And if they're elderly, they sometimes get this thing saying, hey, you need to be evaluated as to whether or not you can continue to drive. And driving for someone older is equal to freedom. Yeah. Not like American freedom, but like your ability to get around. And it is freedom. it is the hardest freedom. thing. <laughs> it is the hardest thing to take someone's license. And I feel bad sometimes. But um, it has to be done. The most of the five main specifiers of fear are animal, natural environments, blood injection, situational. And I love it whenever they come up with like a, a listing, other. Other. So yeah. situational is like claustrophobia, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or heights. My wife is always like... Hey, I want to go in the Ferris wheel. And she loves the Ferris wheel. I guess it's romantic. Not that she ever wants to make out at the top. But she gets up there and she's always like, don't tell me what's going on. Don't look down. And I'm like, we just spent $12 going on the Ferris wheel for you to freak out. (laughs) The Bible talks a lot about fears and phobias. Um, You know, back in the early times of the Bible, what we call the Old Testament Right, they talk a lot about not necessarily about uh, you know fear not is used a lot. So it's not a fear of a specific thing, but it's this constant reminder that you don't have to have fear because God is with you, right? Mm. And and so there's so there's that type of fear in the Bible, and then there's also you know when they're talking about demons or referencing the devil or the work of the devil is mentioned in both the Old and New Testament uh, several times. Yeah. I'm scared of the devil. Yeah. Oh, man. There's a story in the New Testament. Add that to my fears. Devil. Devil phobia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, No, listen. but you know what? That makes sense. That's one oh. of those, like, if it makes sense. Listen, I'm going to tell you this story. You tell, I think if you could picture it, you, you would be scared out of your mind. So, like, there's this one point in the Bible when, when Jesus is on the boat with the disciples and the waves are going crazy and the storm's out and all of a sudden Jesus... You know, the, the, the disciples are freaking out. They're afraid. And he says, don't be afraid. And he tells the wind to stop and the waves, the sea to calm down. And they, they were like, oh, my goodness, the waves and the wind. Listen to him. This dude is no joke, right? So then they, they pull in and all of a sudden they get out of the boat and Jesus encounters this man. The Bible says he was chained and shackled and he was just roaming. He would roam the, uh, the tombs, mm. like roam the cemetery. And he could not be contained. And he approached Jesus at the sight of Jesus. He, he fell to his knees and Jesus said, what is your name? And, and the Bible says that the, the, the demon in the man said, my name is Legion and we are many. And so basically it was like this, there's one demon in this man, but it was, a, so this is where we think that the term Legion came from. Yeah. Some scholars say that maybe it was, um, Mark tells the most detailed uh, story of this of this event, and and some scholars say that it was because the Romans who were in charge at the time um, were soldiers who would come in groups, yeah, and so they, it was kind of a reference to the cultural time with Legion. But then all of a sudden, the demon says, "Don't send us away." You know, Jesus said, "Well, I'm going to send you out of this man," and they said, "Well, don't don't just kill us. You know what? Send us. There's some pigs over there. Send us into the pigs." Mm. And all of a sudden, the demons come out of the man. And it says there were about 2,000 of them going to the pigs. And all Where of a sudden, of the man are they coming out of? Is it like space they, balls? Yeah, they just the like guy come out, out of his Hello, body. my lady. Hello, my darling. Hello, my good time girl. Yeah, and so the demons just come out, go into the pigs, and then the pigs rush into the water and drown yeah. themselves. So then people 
go into the city, they see this dude who was who they knew to be roaming the tombs. Yeah. And he's no longer crazy. And they're like, uh, what happened? Somebody said Jesus made the demons come out of him, so now they're scared of Jesus. They're like, Jesus, you gotta get out of here. Please leave our town. So right. he like cured this dude, and all of a sudden they're like, Jesus, bye, leave us. <laughs> you, know, you know what they say, right? The freaks come out at night. Ah! The, the freaks, freaks come out, out at night. night. You know what? I've been to church a lot of times, and mm-hmm. I don't know I've ever heard a story that cool. Um, can you picture it? It's crazy. The, the Mark, if you ever get a chance to read it in Mark, I think it's Mark 5. Uh, it's an amazing story. So, in a few episodes ago, we played a game. Yeah? Uh, Mary F. Kill. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I want to give a shout-out to Papa Bear, who's saying we should bring it back, and today is the right time. Okay. So, are you ready? All right. M&M's. So, what, hold on. What did we said? Oh, Halloween candy. Yeah, but we, we used it. I think we used different terminology. No, Mary F. Kill. Okay. All right, let's go with it. So we're, we're going to do Halloween candy version of... Well, I've got the candy. All right, go ahead. And you have the answers. All right. I, I will judge whether or not your answers are correct, <laughs> but you have the ability to give your own oh, answer. Oh, perfect. I know what I'm going to do. Go ahead. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pray for an answer. Okay. Snickers. Yep. M&M's. Yep. And a good old-fashioned Hershey bar. Okay. So um, I am going to kill the Snickers... Wow. Yeah. Wow. If you would have said Milky Way, my answer would be completely different. Okay. Although I love caramel and yeah. I love nougat, the Snickers has just never really done it for me. Oh, my gosh. Right? I'm going to have to reconsider our friendship. Yeah. I'm going to marry the M&M's. Okay. Yeah, because I love that candy shell and the way that... But I like my M&M's a little bit warm. Mm. So the candy shell... Does, it just Almost melts. the point where like your your hands are getting like dirty yeah. and like you know you have to yeah, explain why your, your fingers are yellow and orange. Exactly. Okay. And then, and then the Hershey so then bar. obviously I'm okay. gonna just f the Hershey bar because okay. it's classic, man. It is a classic. It is yeah. a classic. You know what's classic is um, jack o' lanterns. And you know jack o' lanterns before they came to the United States were made out of turnips. Out of turnips. Yeah, it was thought it was like the souls of the dead. Oh. And then when you got here. We had pumpkins. So pumpkins are softer and pumpkins are easier. And now we do the whole pumpkins thing. Oh, I, I think I heard that story once about uh, the jack-o'-lantern, right? That guy, Jackie's like, uh, oh, what? He, he carved a cross into a tree and it like uh, blocked the devil and kept him in the tree or blocked him from hell. And then um, but Jack, but Jack didn't live a good, clean life. Yeah. And so he tried to get into heaven and couldn't get into heaven. And then, But the devil had blocked him from hell. And so the devil said, eh, I'm not. And he threw out a hot coal or something like that. It's a pretty interesting story. So if you're out there, read the story about the, the, uh, the jack-o'-lantern, the history of the jack-o'-lantern. Well, if you are out there and it's Halloween, be safe. The CDC, the Center for Disease Control, actually puts out guidelines on Halloween. Since... About five children die on Halloween and the average, uh, in car accidents, and the average uh, per day is about two, which makes sense because so many kids are out there walking. So be safe out there. They actually have this like uh, thing and go safe Halloween. Oh. And so S stands for swords and knives. Don't use them. You keep away from swords and knives. That makes sense. Avoid trick-or-treating alone. Oh, that's a good one. 
Fasten reflective tape to costumes. I, I mean, I'm not going to do that. Fasten reflective. Yeah, yeah. You they're don't like really, the guy. You know really the stretching yeah, for the F there. Yeah, yeah, you don't like the guy going for a run who's got like, <laughs> yeah. the orange tape on his face. Examine all treats for choking hazards. And remember, like, growing up when they used to say, like, somebody's going to put, like, a pin in your apple. Well, do you remember they would find syringes and things? That was urban legend. Oh, man, no, no, no. That'll be for our urban legend episode. I remember hearing stories about that. But I did see something the other day that that said the biggest uh, fear in a child's, like, the most dangerous thing in a child's life is a car. Really? Because they're in them so often. Mm. And, uh, and... You know, it's the one thing that uh, that more children die from than anything is in car accidents. Well, that sure makes sense. I mean, yeah. It sure makes sense. My kids are scared of the boogeyman. Mm. Did, did or, you ever, or, or not getting to use the tablet. Do you ever remember watching the movie Candyman? Uh, a long time ago. It's a good one. If you ever get a chance to watch that, don't watch it alone. Use the, uh, use the A in safe. Avoid <laughs> watching Candyman alone. Well, then we go through, hold a flashlight, you know, always test the makeup first. Oh, they, so they ways. went safe and then they went, uh, they have one yeah. for Halloween? Uh, and the, one of the L's is uh, lower your risk for eye injuries by not using colored contacts. So the L, they were really reaching there. Oh, so lower, by now you oh, oh, like. O stands for only walk on sidewalks. They're really, really struggling. But that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, except for where you're going doesn't have sidewalks. Wear well-fitted masks. I'm not a mask guy. I, li- I like to let the face show. I'm, uh, you get too sweaty under there. Yeah, I find the mask to be cheating. Yeah. Right? Because anybody can buy a mask and put it on and then be like, oh. Like, I never think that anyone who wears a mask to a party should be, should be the winner. Last year, we went to M. Night Shyamalan's yeah. Halloween party. I like that. Thanks for, thanks for the invite. Yeah, I won a contest. Uh, Jack, sell them for less. <laughs> and then I won free tickets. I had to say that on the air. I won free tickets to Shamoween. Oh, I like They invited it. us back this year. Uh, all we have to pay is easily $250 a ticket. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So we're not going. No, no. I, that, <laughs> you know what? Halloween is fun. But sometimes people are scared to come to the doctor. Sometimes people are scared to explore new religion. But what we don't want is for people to be scared of these things. Come to the doctor, we'll talk you through things. If you have fears, we'll help you. If you're scared of going to hell, I don't know, Deacon, what are your thoughts? Well, the Bible says, be not afraid. Let the little children come to him. So Jesus wants all those little kids to come to him, candy or not. So uh, all you need to know is that the Deacon's here for you. And especially on a night like Halloween, I'm praying that you will have a truly Fun and safe Halloween. So Halloween night, if you're looking for us, the doc may not be in, but the deacon is always speaking. Holla! We want to thank you for listening again tonight. Make sure you check us out on Twitter, at Doc Deacon. Listen to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, and make sure you subscribe. We got new episodes coming out all the time. Follow us on Instagram, the doc and the deacon. Episodes are produced by Tucker Butler. Music by my boyfriend, Chai's. Thank you, our families, our lovely wives. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. 
Excellent brain trust to market it Brandness that's set in stone Like the Ten Commandments This show gon' be around for infinite years I think we can all agree on ice cold beers 100% authentic, you can't fake it Often imitated, but never duplicated So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in Now I'm coming to close it like a Raldis Chapman